This week on the podcast, our four-hour workweek success story, some of the challenges we're facing with scaling our business and our Thailand tropical adventure. I've put together a free video series about how you can outsource your business to the Philippines. Find that at tropicalmba.com. Click on the link, Outsource to the Philippines. Let's get moving. This is this is Dan right next to the espresso machine where uh, <laughs> I'm getting bombarded by Skype incoming. I am you know sort of obsessively like a crack fiend checking my Twitter feed. I'm addicted to coffee products as well. Can't think of a better person to take advice from on business than myself. Right now, I am uh, really into uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Really, uh, everybody's into Gary Vaynerchuk. What's is that? That sounds like super trendy of you. So tell me why I should listen to this guy. You know, I didn't mean for it to be trendy, but if you watch this guy's videos, uh, he's like super intense, um, and he's the kind of guy that you want to listen to when you're starting a business because he's super inspirational. Okay. And so he's like the new guy on the block for me. I guess he's been around for a while, but I just kind of stumbled on him, and I know he's got a book out, uh, Crush It, which I haven't read. But um, the guy is just super intense, and he is all about getting off your ass and uh, starting your business today. Right. Um, which is extremely important, as uh, as we know. Um, yeah. Getting started as soon as possible. Just like kicking ass immediately. So that's what Gary talks about is um, kicking ass immediately. And if you go to uh, his site, free free plug for Gary. Uh, GaryVaynerchuk.com. Just watch the About Us video on on, on his site. And uh, that gives you kind of a feeling for, for who he is and what he's all about. Awesome tip. Yeah, well, I've been kicking ass lately. Funny you mention it. Man, I've just been, I, I don't know, I've been buzzing with productivity, and I sort of attack my inbox every day with blood on my teeth, if you know what I mean. I just smell it. I think two thousand. I think two thousand. Can you attack it at the cafe? It sounds like you're at a cafe. <laughs> I'm at a cafe. I can't, you know, it's sometimes you have to get creative to find a decent Wi-Fi uh, connection in this house. So I'm I'm that guy in the corner of the room, sort of waving my hands around a little bit like a loony. That's me right now. If you can if you can picture it. <laughs> so like, I'm that guy now. But yeah, I think. Two, so you're in the cafe. I'm in the cafe. I think 2010 uh, is going to be, you know, the it's going to be the biggest year ever for our business by far. I just I'm just, I just can't wait, man. I just can't wait. I'm also uh, arranging for a global summit of business masterminds in Thailand in four weeks. Um, Am I invited? You are invited, and you're coming. And um, so is everybody else that I know that is awesome. And uh, I'm really excited for that. A creative business mastermind Incredifest. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Gar- Gary Vanderchuk, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope he comes. We've done this kind of stuff before, though, and it's super—it's um, super inspirational for everybody that's involved. I mean, um, uh, we've—we did it what, like two years ago, I guess, and we got so much done. I mean, just so much done because we don't see each other every day or even close to every day, but we definitely talk on the phone and we shoot emails. But once you're next to um, your business partner or whoever you're working with, I mean, it just—you um, you can get a lot done, and we will. And especially like when you're launching new initiatives and products or companies or it's just like that first ride of inspiration and enthusiasm. And I think we got a lot of that coming up. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, at, at a certain point in your business, you have to stop 
stop pinching pennies when it comes to inspiration and you have to invest, you know, and you have to invest in your time to be around people like Gary Vanderchuk. If that means going to a conference, if that means flying halfway across the world to sit in a, sit in a tiki hut and drink fruit smoothies and like make it happen, then it's worth the pen. It's worth the money. So what are we talking about today? Let's get started. How long you think it takes? And then we're also <laughs> talk about how long it actually takes. <laughs> okay. okay. I know when we started our first business, uh, we thought in the first year we were going to be um, trotting the globe millionaires, right? I mean, yeah. that was the thought, right? Is, uh, well, a year from now, we can just um, eat moon pies and uh, act like we're Keith Richards. That is still, I think, a, a phenom- an excellent goal. There's nothing wrong with moon pies and, and acting like Keith Richards. Um, I'm still going for that and still doing a little bit of that, I might add. You, know, you should ask me about that on a future podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's not appropriate for this audience, but I pulled together some dates, concrete dates about the business we started together. Um, you know, we haven't really gone over our story, but uh, one interesting story between Ian and I is we both read the four-hour work week the same weekend or about within the same time frame, within the same week. And I remember the next weekend we got together on San Diego Harbor and wrote down our first set of Dreamlines. And I have a, a list of dates that might be interesting for the audience. It was interesting for me. So this is... Uh, Right now, we're recording this on December 15th, 2009. I read the four-hour work week in late June 2007. Uh, July 3rd, 2007, I bought my first business domain name. At this point, uh, I just think the Internet is cool. I don't know much about it, and I don't know what WordPress is. On uh, July 24th, I wrote myself an email that says, make sure you keep track of business expenses as separate from personal expenses. <laughs> so, I mean, you just got to start somewhere, people, you know? So, 8-21-2007, logo contest. Now, how about that? Your first logo contest, it's almost kind of like the ceremonial moment in every new business idea is when you go to SitePoint and you or 99designs or wherever we're doing it now, elogocontest.com. And you get kicked off on that logo. You know, that's kind of... <laughs> we, we probably split that $100 expense, too. I, I can't really remember if that's how it went down, but... Um. That first 50 bucks out the pocket, it's like, man, I'm never going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is still the time when, like, 50 bucks for me meant, like, movies and beer and stuff. And, and my mindset's starting to change, you know? I'm starting to think, well, I'm going to pay some guy for... A logo? I couldn't even believe it at the time, you know? Right. Um, here's the interesting moment. And I remember when this happened. I don't know if you do it. 10-2-2007. We are at brunch in San Diego and kind of like rapping about the business and like, you know, how it was going to work out and everything. We had put up, as Tim Ferriss suggested in his book, a fake product sales page. And the product we were selling was... I think it was like a $550 product. So we had put a lot of effort, a lot of effort into this sales page. And yes. I remember having a wonderful scramble at the Cantina there in San Diego, which I'd recommend to any San Diego resident. You got to make it out to the Cantina in Pacific Beach. Yes. Um, my iPhone like buzzed, you know, because at the time like I didn't have any uh, GTD productivity techniques. So like every time I got a single email, my phone would buzz. And it just so happened that this was my first PayPal alert. You've got <laughs> And I just remember, like, 
we had like we just went nuts like kids you know like couldn't believe it i I, like my voice went up three octaves i just like i couldn't believe that somebody had just given me 550 bucks that's that's really what it was is somebody decided to give us money (laughs) for the first time and we didn't have to get hired to do it right like i didn't have to go on an interview and make money that way you know incredible incredible uh, and the final milestone I have listed here is uh, October 15th, 2007. It's over two years ago. Our first product was got on the first page of Google, probably like number nine or eight spot. And um, I remember you just picked me an email. I was on vacation at the time, and you just said, look, we're on the first page kind of thing. And um, so, wow. So, you know, there's a couple things. I think one of the things that our business last month had a huge month. And we're buzzing from that. And it's fun to kind of like look back. Like, where did all this start? Like, it's really starting to pick up momentum and speed. I get the impression that a lot of people who read uh, the four hour work week or whatever, they kind of have this attitude like, working's bad. Or, or um, like, this kind of stuff just like falls from the air, comes from nowhere. And I mean, maybe for some people it does, but I want to impress upon the audience that. Well, we have an email dated back from March 2007. That was when our first product concept came up. Basically, from March 2007 until the date right now, 2009, this business has been the biggest thing in my life. And uh, it's been, you know, up until I quit my job, it was every single night after work, sometimes lunch breaks, always weekends. Um, It infused me with purpose, like defined how I spent my time. And, and let's talk about how long that went on for. I mean, I think we, we both worked for at least um, seven to eight months, um, you know, while we were working other jobs. So that's yeah. something to really impress on people is that you're going to have to bootstrap this for a while um, unless you've got um, a couple mountains of cash sitting around. Yeah, I mean, we – I remember pulling each other, like, down after work, like, all right, we're going to get, like, this healthy meal, for takeout or whatever – and we're going to, like, sit at this dinner table, and we're going to work for four hours tonight. And we're going to, like, get this stuff done. And that was, like, every night. And uh, just to say that, you know, it is not always – it's not easy, in my experience, to take people's money from them. And it takes a lot of work. And um, and also, like, as someone who is taking people's money, there's a huge responsibility that comes with that. Our path was inspired by Tim Ferriss, but I, like I said – I read the four-hour work week and never worked more in my life after having read that book. Um, you know, my 40-hour weeks went to 100-hour weeks the second I read that book. And yeah, and we still work a, a, a lot. I mean, I, w- I would say that we've maybe cut it back a little bit just because we've got other people helping us to roll the ball. But, um, you know, uh, me personally, I'm not interested uh, at this time in my career, in my life, only working four hours a week. Right. Um, I think I'm really interested in um, in putting the hammer down when I can, and you know these are some really good years uh, for me personally. So, um, you know, for all you guys out there that um, aspire to work only four hours a week, I think that's uh, that's great. But that's not the only way to do it, right? Yeah, and I have it's difficult to find examples of people who've really built something successful on that kind of schedule. You know, this is just a commentary to show you like the inside of some guys who like read the book, implemented the, the theories, built businesses, and, um, you know, like the, the reality of how it works is that, like, and I'm sure it was the reality of for how Tim built his brain quicken business too, is 
that you know he spent a, he spent a couple years like working his tail off to to really create a quality business, and I think that for me, if, if you can find a way to hack that, more power to you. But if any guru out there is like trying to sell you on like that's a a bullshit approach, all I know is that it's approach that I see time and time again, and it's one that works. You gotta the Paul Graham even talks about it. You gotta create extraordinary value, and that 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 means you have to create extraordinary work and for us it's meant years years and years of work and two years and there's there's a lot more to, to go but i think that the kind of value that it's brought to our life is i mean it's totally changed my life i can i, can, I have 100 percent freedom of my time i can take off two weeks starting when i put these headphones down and no one's going to say a word and I've done it in the That's past. Right. And I know you have too. I know you've taken off to Mexico. You've flown across the planet. And why not? Because when you work that hard, you get to, you get to enjoy the spoils too. Right. And, you know, I think later on in the podcast, we'll start to talk about more about the, uh, the spoils. And, and we'll also talk about the vision for the spoils. Because the reason we started this business was... Um, so we could experience some of those spoils. And I Absolutely, think that's, uh, we're not building our, we're not building ourselves jobs here. We're building ourselves assets. And exactly. I think that's critical. Let's move on to the next topic. So some of the challenges that we're having in scaling right now, um, and yeah. we're not talking about scaling walls, literally. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we're talking about scaling our business. So we're going through a, a bunch of new hires. I know right now in the Philippines. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about those and um, how we're coordinating those. Well, uh, the- being such a being such a young company. Well, the first the first thing is, is like, you know, there's the biggest challenge in scaling for me is deciding when to hire, um, and what for, and like how to ensure that that's going to be like a productive, meaningful job for someone. I mean, it's a big responsibility to hire somebody. It comes with the, there's a lot of related expenses. Although, one interesting thing about scaling is that you get a cost advantage as you scale up. So, coming to the Philippines is obviously like a big expense for our company. Uh, setting up our first condominium here is a big expense. Getting our first like manager employee who has a bigger salary is a big expense. Uh, me like futzing around and spending too much money on hotels is a big expense, right? But as things progress, like they get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Like today, I'm I'm sending an offer letter after uh, the recording of this podcast to a an experienced lamp developer. Anybody who's a web developer knows what I'm talking about. This is leading edge technology. Um, the offer letter is for $450. So this is a full-time employee, 100% dedicated to my business, working in my office, doing what I need him to do every day for $450 a month. So now at the, begin- at the beginning, we had to we have to make some investments in order to achieve that cost advantage. Right. So for everybody out there listening, it wasn't that easy to find this guy, was it? No. I mean, I, you have to be here because, okay. the, you know... Now, right now, maybe in a couple of years you don't, but uh, if there is a really effective website, to, a matchmaking website, which I don't think there is right now, you know, it could be, it could be, cheap, it could, it could potentially happen. But um, the the point is, is that when you, you know, for, there's always these moments of scaling where like um, you bring on more and more employees, and each employee gets cheaper because you have your infrastructure in place. So, but the, but to, to circle back, the biggest challenge is just to decide when to pull the trigger on that next person. And I don't have a great answer for that. I mean, I think in our case, we are smelling blood. We're smelling opportunity. We know that we can turn our ideas into cash. And so for us, it's um, 
it's all about investing. The moment that you can identify um, work to be done, you know, you go for it. So that's as I say, I think one thing that that we generally do though is wait until we're up to our ears, you know, especially with a startup. Is yeah. uh, you wait till you're up to your ears in work, and then um, you you might know that you need it a little bit sooner. Um, and right. if you've got the cash, you know, definitely go for it. But uh, generally, we try to wait until we're at capacity, until we um, until we kind of shift on to another employee. Well, here's another here's another interesting thing. As um as a startup, as people who are like looking to radically grow, I have never have and have no intention to hire anybody to manage anything. So if like your job description or in your mind is like, oh, I really need someone to like manage this for me, um, like that's a waste of money. I only hire people to build for me. And the the truth of that is is that there's a lot of things in our business that aren't being managed right now. There's a lot of loose ends. There's a lot of bugs on our websites. There's a lot of this and that needs to get done. Um, and the reason is is that we're building so very fast. So let's talk about how fast we're building real quick. Um, <laughs> this year, I think uh, I think um, our product company uh, grew about, well, it's almost the end of the year, but in between 85 and 100% this year. Yeah. So not bad in the, in the time of recession, right? No, I think it's incredible. And, it, you know, now the task is, is that all that, you know, we're not driving that cash to the bottom line. Of course, some, but enough to get by. But the rest is is getting reinvested um, to grow our business. So and that's just to say, like, you go from a role where you're facilitating all these sales to a role where you're trying to invest all this money effectively in a large team, and uh, it's challenging. And you got to, you know, pull yourself out of the day to day. That's the main thing. And you know, my number one priority now is inspiring, giving vision to. And managing a group um, of people that you know have our interests in mind. Extremely valuable. So what's Extremely the valuable. what's the third topic today? So our third topic is the tropical MBA delivered. As uh, many of you know that have uh, been following the show and following the the site, we put out a line uh, for somebody to come work for us in um, the Philippines and Southeast Asia. We've decided on a candidate. We so have. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know the the first thing about the tropical MBA is that. There's two things that are interesting about it to me. Number one, uh, it's a, it's it's the embodiment of a new approach to networking and hiring people, getting hired. Um, a lot of people talk about like getting hired from your blog, but I haven't seen tons of examples of that yet. But you're starting to see more, and this is a great example of where there was no system of arbitrary credentials involved. To me, it's irrelevant where our candidate, our employees went to university. Um, the only thing that's relevant is what they're capable of doing and what, they, what they've done. And I want to make sure... Shift. That's a huge shift, right? It's, it's a huge shift because I mean, universities function to provide that information to employers in a world where they couldn't otherwise get it. But now I can understand exactly what kind of work people are doing via their personal projects online, via the way they present themselves in social media, etc. And so I think that it's a really interesting opportunity for someone to apply to the Tropical MBA to just show what they're doing already and how that could benefit our organization. So it's, it's, it's hiring 2.0. You know, it's the next generation of hiring. It's post-credentialism. It's actual what are you doing, you know? It's not. Um, and I how can you be impactful? <laughs> yeah, like, like I'll tell you two things that we weren't looking for is degrees and certifications. Because why would we? Your only certification is the work that you've done. 
and that's a more meaningful certification than anything you could possibly get, at least in you know, in um, the indus- in business, you know, most business. Right. So the second thing and is once he comes on and once he comes on board, that the shocking thing is that uh, he's going to be accountable for results. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right. incredible? It's not. A, it's not going to be about hours, is it? It's not going to no. be about time clocks. The second thing about it that is interesting to me is the quality of the applications I received. I mean, we just put it out there, kind of, and didn't really aggressively market it because it, it was a just almost like a side thing. It was a side thing, you know. Very busy with our core business. I was. I've put out like much higher paying jobs for like much more prestigious companies. And gotten like just not even close to the level of applicants I got for this in terms of appropriate applicants, like motivated, enthusiastic candidates. And that to me was amazing. I guess when I did this, I didn't really believe that it was going to work out that great. I just kind of thought, well, maybe we'll get some. Then when I realized that I've gotten more quality applications for this job than any job I've ever hired for in the past. And I've, you know, I've hired for a lot of jobs, for a lot of well paying jobs. Um, I just I can't say enough about the quality, and I think what it is is it's it's combining um, people want more than money, they want experience, they want an experience, they want a lifestyle, uh, they want to be involved with passionate people, you know, they want big time, articulated, focused, brave opportunities, and when That's you right. when you can offer that to people, you're gonna get like highly targeted, highly qualified people that can really vibe with your vision they're going to step up and make an extra effort to try to to try to you know be a part of what you're doing right yeah. and i i think also what you're saying is you know you the the way that we've portrayed the tropical mba was extremely honest i feel like um and the responses we got were extremely honest and so i feel like it's a super one-to-one thing where our vision was clearly articulated and so were the candidates and, and that really worked out well and that's something that you don't obviously see a lot when you're hiring right so i think it's it's extremely unique in that way so many people that applied are just incredible and i i will be networking with them and meeting up with them in the future um the guy we ended up hiring is sean ogle from location 180 uh, the coolest part about that and like talk about hiring 2.0 is that i was a reader of sean's blog before i launched a tropical mba so I was pre-sold on Sean's passion and voice and information and like just his approach, you know. I was pre-sold on this guy. Then to, re- you know, then to receive an application from him and and we both spent some time talking with him on the phone and just seems like a remarkable, a remarkable guy and uh, pretty cool to be able to get him on our team uh, for the next six months here at least, hopefully longer, and we should be able to accomplish some really big things with a guy like Sean on board, huh? I think so. We're both uh, looking forward to it. Cool. So anyway, thanks to everybody, uh, all the listeners who supported, uh, passed on Tropical MBA. I know a lot of people uh, helped us spread the word. Uh, thank you so much for that. And uh, you should see, uh, hopefully you'll subscribe to the Tropical MBA feed as well. Um, she has some really cool things. One thing I put up there is uh, I put up a free video series about um, my experience so far in the Philippines. I've been here for three months and uh, if you want to take a look at that, just go over to tropicalmba.com and click on the Outsource to the Philippines link. Right, and uh, hopefully in the future we'll be um, doing more things like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of my big aspirations, and I know yours too, for 2010 is I want to share more with 
with people that have similar passions. And the reason is, is it just brings us so much, so much bounty. It, it brings us so much joy and value to be able to network with, with people that have very, very specific interests that are aligned with ours. And it's almost like, you know, back in the day, networking, you were subject to the tyranny of proximity. And now you can just leapfrog that directly, and all you're looking for is a proximity of interests. And in a case like Sean, like the, the way that we were able to align our interests with Sean's, I think is a remarkable story about the power of networking online, and all the more reason for us to reach out more, share more about our business, uh, share more about our hopes, desires, tools, fears, uh, whatever it can be, to reach out and to meet more like-minded people. Yes. By, by the way, well, I know I'm just getting jazzed up about this topic, but might just make a quick hat tip to the listenership of um, this podcast here. You, dear listener, are in phenomenal company. I mean, we don't have a very, very large listenership, but we've been contacted by over we've been contacted by quite a few readers through a variety of mediums and uh, mediums, and the quality in terms of uh, ambition and accomplishment and uh, I, I can't say enough about like everybody that's contacted us has just been really impressive and that's not this I mean of course like uh, if you're a beginner like more power to you and we're off really happy to have you on board but I gotta say like um, I'm a, I'm just a bit humbled at the the audience that we have for this podcast yeah, and I hope everybody continues to reach out because it's super valuable for us, and I think it's going to be super valuable for everybody involved, you know, if, if we can really um, grow this community and um, and speak to the community, too. So um, if you have more questions and comments, please, guys, let's talk about it. Yeah, I think for us, uh, the imperative there is to uh, find ways that we can try to take our content to the next level. Um, and that means... More useful, more quality, more interesting, or more entertaining, or you know, I'm not totally sure. This is my first time on a on a radio program, but um, it certainly gives me the ambition to uh, try to try to make this um, a, a much bigger thing. Anything else you got? Uh, I got nothing. I think we're good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for giving me a ring there. From tell me where you're at and what it's San like. San Diego. There. San Diego, I'm in, California. I'm in San Diego, and it just rained uh, this last week for the first time in probably six or eight months. Wow. I think. So uh, had to replace the old windshield wipers <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get out the old umbrella. And I'm Dan from Very Hot Today and Sunny Manila. I am looking forward to our live podcast from the Super Duper Business Thailand Summit which is coming up in a couple of weeks here. So get your plane tickets, kitties. It's going to be exciting. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Well, Talk Dan. to you next time. Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us. Always good to have you. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Get signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we're doing. <laughs>